welcome to Tales from the Polycult, a podcast hosted by two former metas turned arch nemeses turned best friends. All right, and here we are again on Tales from the Polycult. Uh, we did take a little bit of a break because I got COVID, and that was super fun. <laughs> It was my first time. <laughs> 10 out of 10, <laughs> do not recommend. Zero, zero out of 10 stars. Uh, but that was super I got pretty fun. lucky with COVID when I had it, I feel like. But I still think that I was lucky. It just, there was no way I was recording and editing a podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so. fine. It was a rough week for me, too. I think we needed, we needed a breather for a second. For sure. But then we had super awesome, amazing, fun times this weekend. We did. Because DeCombrio, the band that I'm in, had our first show since the pandemic times. Um, And it was super fun. And Indy came in and literally it felt like everybody that I knew was there. I know it was so much fun I hadn't gone in so long and I was so excited to bring my partner to enjoy it as well it was the first time that you had seen a bunch of people here since Mm -hmm. we've reconciled since since you left and um even some people I think it was the first time we've seen anybody in my family since yeah um a couple of my spawn were there. One of them performed one of our songs with us. and I can't made... believe how tall they are. <laughs> well, they did have like six inch heels on that night. So, yeah. And they didn't recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't recognize people they saw last year. So don't, don't be too hurt. I'm like, I hey, do I'm... look pretty different. So that's okay. Yeah. So that was super fun and everybody got along and I was the best part about the whole night is literally like the vibe was just real good and there was no managing uh, extreme emotions or having to worry about anyone. I mean, it was a little bit of worrying about how people were going to get along, but like when it all came down to it, like everybody just vibed really well and like everybody had a really good time and there was even like a little bit of like a medical emergency and like the kids kind of had a little bit of a uh anxiety and everybody just kind of came together and took care of everybody and I really love that and I think that's what I get really drawn to with polyamory is like that whole like we talked before the whole community and whole it takes a village and it was just really obvious how everybody was just there to support everybody. And I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a really big feeling. I was feeling like, especially like closer to the end of the night when I had more drinks in me, I was like, <laughs> this is even good. my first husband and um, our shared partner were, were out there and they're typically um, not very comfortable to, in social situations. And they were, having such a ball like they were laughing and talking to people like they met new people it was like and it was really it was really good to see them out there um kind of opening up because it's been a really long time like and yeah. I might this might be one of those episodes where we're gonna see how many time I, times I cry because I'm talking about all this like <laughs> I really appreciated that my partner and your first husband like geeked out about cars and stuff and (laughs) i know i had a feeling that was gonna happen (laughs) and it's not like they're not like geeking out about like you know like imports or anything but i mean gonna guess technically but like it's more like off-road like vehicles and stuff so like like, recreational aspects and and uh personalizing vehicles and such so it was really fun but the show was amazing, and it's the first time in a really long time that I've got to feel like a rock star. And <laughs> um, actually, like, between between this weekend and, like, everything, the past few days, I kind of feel like I leveled up. Because a lot of going back into doing shows was trying—we have a new bass player. It's our guitar player's wife. Um, 
like me, she learned how to play this, well, relearned how to play this instrument to be part of this band. So I relearned how to play keyboard to be in this band like over a decade ago. And she relearned how to play bass to be in this band. And I just think that it's super cute and super cool that like we've now we've got two couples who kind of have like a parallel path with getting into music. Like, yeah. Um, and it's always been one of her dreams to be in a cool industrial band, quote, quote, that that's her words. Right. Um, and um, I've got to open up for some of the bands that I've really idolized. Um, so it's um, it's so cute. It's so cute to see somebody be me from 10 years ago, you know? Um, right. She's a billion times better than I am and also like way hotter, but like uh that's okay <laughs> cuz she can have the hot girl uh in the band role. I tried it and it was real uncomfortable for me. So I'm now like the chaos goblin and I like that a lot better. Hey, being a chaos goblin kind of it kind of takes away most expectation. <laughs> Right? Like, I don't have to be anything other than chaotic and and goblin-y. Like, so... Hey, you play the part really well. <laughs> Some of the pictures <laughs> from this show are hilarious, and I love them. Yes, like, I appreciated the new profile picture. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad somebody got that. Uh, that really, like, cemented, like, just fully embracing my weirdness and not caring if like, there's this thing where, like, I read once that Miley Cyrus sticks her tongue out in photos all the time because she thinks that, like, her smile is weird or whatever. And it's, like, if mm-hmm. you pull, like, a goofy face on purpose, then, like, you know, like, you can't get wrapped up in, like, oh, I didn't look, like, aesthetically pleasing enough in that photo. Like, right. so it yeah. really takes a whole lot of the fear of looking awkward or weird if you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> right. Yes. But if you want to see that photo, we'll post it on our Instagram. Because yes. I'm kind of, I mean, even though like we were like kind of like being like uh, pseudonyms and whatever, like I'm in a band. I'm really bad at keeping things separate. If you have a grandmother's ability to Google search, she'll find me and figure out who I am. So, yeah. And I mean, it's <laughs> on my Facebook now at this point. I was kind of wondering if we should do that, like have like, I was actually really sad we didn't get any pictures together. I know. We always do that, though. I made, (laughs) I made, I was like, when I came to see you um, a few months ago, I, in my brain was going, don't forget pictures, don't forget pictures, don't forget pictures, don't forget pictures. Like, because I I never take photos with people. And then I think about it after, like, everything's over. And I'm like, oh, man. I have all these ideas in my head before the thing happens and then I get there and I don't think anything about it. Like my partner ended up taking the mirror picture, the notorious mirror, mirror pictures. The venue that we go to like has always had mirrors in specific areas that um, become iconic. So when they moved to the new location, they, they made a very specific, like, here's your mirror pictures. Like, uh, selfie setup or whatever and it's super cool I like it a lot yeah I but, noticed that and I was like hey that's kind of cute yeah because like it doesn't really like match the aesthetic now because it's a little bit more modern now but you yeah. can tell it was totally pulled from the old yeah. place I like that about this uh, crowd in this venue um, which has gone through a lot of name changes but like the people behind it have kind of stayed the same like they have a very good grasp between um, holding on to like where you came from and your roots and like still growing and evolving in a really good way. And like, um, I think that's why I vibe with them so well is like, I've, that's one of the things that I try to do is like, definitely not forget where you came come from, but like, don't let it hold you back and let it make you stagnant and like, and not to let things get you down right because like the 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 venues that they've had for various reasons have like closed down due to like ownership changes or covid or whatever and they've just been like that's okay like we'll figure it out we'll be back just give us a minute and they always have and i've like really admired that 
Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a big, that was kind of where my head was at, like close to the end of the night. The other night was just, just looking at how everything has grown, like seeing yours up on stage singing and like the new venue and just all of that after see I think it was 2017 the last or maybe it was actually 2018 the last actual like event that I went to the but the shows the last show I went to was definitely would have been 2017 so yeah um I am so bad with timelines so I am I I have to go back onto like Facebook and type in years yeah, to figure I, out what I was doing. <laughs> it's been at least four years since going to anything like that there yeah. and going back and seeing how, you know, seeing the younger people who are still going yeah. and how they've evolved and seeing how the band has evolved and seeing who all has you know, stayed friends or became friends again, despite yeah, we have everything a, that's happened. A lot of people have come back. Like you've said mm-hmm. that, like in your own, like in your own life, that a lot of people came back. And I've had people come back that, like, maybe like didn't go away for like the the thing that we usually talk about, you know. But like some of them did. Um, but I've had a lot of people that have we've kind of fallen out a little bit uh just kind of you know circle back around I think maybe the pandemic in particular gave people a lot of um pause to really consider like what was important and if these squabbles or like whatever were worth holding on to like we had two previous members there uh that we don't really talk to often like we've we're, we're civil but like we've we've kind of not stayed super close and they they both were just gushing about how proud they are of like where we're at now and it really meant a lot because like they were like people who left the band under like you know like not great circumstances and Mm. they're just still being really supportive and like able to put aside personal feelings to be like wow you guys are like really killing it like you know that meant a lot yeah yeah, that that was pretty much the whole general vibe I felt like the whole night. So and I really enjoyed that. Like everybody was just really happy that everybody else was doing well. Like and I really mm-hmm. that was really cool. Like that's my whole hope for people in general, but especially like being poly is like, you know, breakup ha- breakups happen and like like feelings like people have big feelings sometimes and like but in the end, like, it's nice when people are just like, hey, you you look like you look good. You look like you're doing good. I'm happy for you. Like, I don't think that we have to stay super vindictive or, or negative about people growing out and and being their best selves, like even if we're not involved. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like we've covered in our previous episodes, we all kind of have our own like journeys, like. And it's up to us to like figure out if we're ready to take that next step in the journey and it's not really like that's kind of been my whole motto lately is just you know is it really worth like it doesn't sometimes it doesn't matter whether you direct someone or not or tell them what they're doing wrong or not it's just not gonna matter they kind of have to figure that out for themselves so I've kind of reached a point where it's just I'm not as concerned about any of that anymore. Like I just, I'm, I'm worried about my circus. Right. (laughs) There's enough going on in everybody else's lives to not take on someone else's problems. Right. Yeah. I mean, that kind of like, that kind of leads into something that I was talking about with one of my partners, Um, like my long distance partner, he lives closer to you um was in town for the show as well and uh we haven't really gotten to see each other often because um he got covid the lot before the last time he was supposed to come in and then I got covid and 
like it's just like a whole big mess and um we were just sitting down and really kind of just like having conversation about where how we both felt about where everything was and what kind of just checking in on expectations and everything and we kind of talked about how um like my like what are what our expectations for relationships are right kind of um and I'm not going to talk about his because it's not my place but like mine in particular I have a very very thin line between what I consider a relationship and what the reality of my friendships are right because um this has come up in a couple of my relationships over the um the last few months for me personally i don't have to be in a relationship with somebody to like hang out and watch tv and get dinner together and like even have sex every now and then you know like that's just <laughs> that's just like I don't have like a whole like sex is sacred kind of thing, like more so than like, hey, maybe be safe and consider the people that you're, you know, involved with. Uh, I have friends that uh, we hook up every now and then. It's not like a thing. Um, But my my line for like being in a relationship is like an agreement that we're going to consider each other's feelings when we make decisions. Right. Or we're going to consider how these decisions are going to impact each other. So it's like, if I have a friend that maybe I hook up with, like, I don't know, every like few months or I have, or like could again, like, I'm not going to expect them to be like, Oh, if I like move three hours away, like how is Jay going to feel about that? But if we decide we're in a relationship, then maybe like you should, talk to me about it like before you know Mm -hmm. you like make any decisions or like spring any information on me about it and that's pretty much like just like my I I was thinking real hard about it that's pretty much like my defining uh qualifier for we're in a relationship is I would just like to be considered when you make decisions in life especially Mm -hmm. if they affect my life um, and I hadn't really like boiled it down to something that simple. Um, because over the past few months, like I've kind of had some conversations where I've had to not really like argue, but like, I guess I'm just going to go with like argue for like what I need out of a relationship. And mm-hmm. because I'm so easygoing about, uh, relationships in general like I don't really set forth a lot of like this is exactly what I need for you to be in a relationship with me because I'm just like I like you and we're attracted to each other and like we can you know hang out and fool around and like I'll love you to death and (laughs) then I finally realized the thing that I needed to be vocal about is like I need you to consider my feelings when you make decisions like and Mm -hmm. that's like not a thing that I had vocalized so simply because sometimes when you're kind of thinking about what you need it's you don't you can't simplify it like that far right like you you yourself haven't nailed down everything that's going to make you feel considered or fulfilled or like whatever in a relationship. But I think honestly, that's what I've boiled it down to. Like my two rules are like, be honest and be safe, but like that doesn't qualify like what I need out of it. And I'm like, I just need consideration in like your daily life. Like, and that goes as far as like, Hey, don't do heroin. Cause I would be sad if you died. Like, you know, like, (laughs) But, so at what point does it cross over into that relationship territory? Because um, you were saying how some of your friendships, you can, you know, hang out, watch TV, cuddle and like sometimes sleep together. And then but then there comes a certain point where you consider it a relationship and you need that extra communication. So what um, what point would you say that that happens for you? 
Honestly, it's just it's more up to the other person, right? Because like the way that I love people is I'm going to love you like the way that I'm gonna regardless. Um, Mm -hmm. Once I get to a certain (laughs) level of care for somebody, it really doesn't change. Um, So like I was talking to this previous this partner, like, okay, so like I have two male partners currently that I dated like years and years ago. And we've gotten back together since I broke up with your ex. Um, And I had to kind of like spell out, like I kind of had to just upfrontly be like, my feelings for you have not changed. Like we just weren't in a place in our life where what we could provide each other aligned, (laughs) right? So it wasn't that I didn't love you anymore. It was trying to be in this cooperative relationship situation didn't work at that point. Like we weren't in a place where we either could provide the right type of support for each other or the right amount of time for each other. So like that's kind of more so the breakdown of the relationship. It wasn't because I stopped caring about you. So when we first got back together, me and my long distance partner, he had a thing where he was like, even though previously we had said that we loved each other, he wasn't in that place to feel like he could say that again, because his feelings of what that meant or what qualified that kind of exchange had changed since the last time that we had dated. But for me, it hadn't. It was like, Mm -hmm. I still loved you when we weren't together. Like, that's just a thing that for me doesn't change like I still I still really believe that I could say that I even love our ex like it's just we're not at all compatible being in each other's lives so I like it's like I would definitely would be upset if I found out something bad had happened to him like I don't wish ill will on him Like I and it's like. It would still affect me emotionally a lot, like more so than like a stranger or like someone that like I've like an acquaintance, you know, Um, but. Both times I got back with like my long distance partner and when I got back with my most recent partner that I got with, um, I almost immediately went back to just like routinely saying that I loved them because it hadn't changed um so it's more so up to that person um on if they want to agree that we're going to consider each other's feelings when we're either create like um starting new relationships or making like big life decisions or you know stuff like that and if they're like no, I don't really want to do, I don't really want to have that kind of obligation. Then I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. If you change your mind, let me know. Like, and we can read it, we can discuss it again. But like, the amount that I care about you isn't going to change. It's just, I need to know if you want to be in this pool of consideration for when I'm making my decisions for myself right and it doesn't mean like I'm gonna like just not make decisions because you're not gonna like them like it's like we're gonna have a conversation about it we're gonna see if we can come to a point that isn't gonna upset you right because like it's like if I get a job offer in like San Francisco right like the people I'm in a relationship with I'm going to have a conversation with before I make a decision, but Mm -hmm. I might inform a few friends that I'm thinking about this opportunity, but like, I'll, I'll care that they're upset if I leave, but like them, the, like them having a strong objection to it really wouldn't impact my decision, if right. that makes sense. Wouldn't influence, yeah. So I know that like your feelings on like what constitutes a relationship have changed since you've been with your current partner. Do you have any thoughts or ideas about that? Or you want to talk about anything there? Yeah, well, see, when you talk, when you brought this up, I was like, 
I really was had to like sit there and think about it for a second because I my ever since getting with my current partner, it's like been like a complete game changer. Yeah. For me. Um and I guess it was my views on it was more so who is willing to put up with me Ooh. than what I wanted out of yeah. a relationship and who is willing to commit themselves to me. And that's not really the way to go about those things. And that's not to say that I didn't like obviously had feelings for these people because it's, it was almost like a, well, I, I, uh, I care deeply about them because they want to be with me. Yeah. And, and it's more, obviously it's, it was more than that, but it was a lot of self-esteem issues and not really knowing myself. Um, and of course I, anytime I was with someone, it was usually because I liked them more than I liked myself. So it was a lot easier for me to find myself in multiple relationships because of my, I made myself available to whoever wanted to spend time around me Yeah. rather than creating standards for myself. And then I would say it was, but right before I met my current partner, I really pretty much like swiped that table clean and was like, I'm going to have a set standard for the types of people that I give my energy to and who I want to be around and what I want them to be like. And because obviously you can't change anyone to be how, what you want them to be like. And it wasn't that I necessarily ever did, but I kind of just decided I wasn't going to mold myself to fit someone else anymore. And once I did that, I met my current partner shortly after that. Um, But I think after that and after figuring that out, it's a lot harder for me to devote my time and energy to someone because I'm and I've also figured out since our all of our breakup was is also that I'm demisexual. So in order to have what I feel like is a relationship, the type of relationship that I want, I have to have that constant emotional connection in some way in order to, for it to be something that I would want to consider as a a relationship. Yeah. And of course, but see, that's also where it kind of does, it can get confusing because I have a lot of those connections with people that I'm not in a relationship with. (laughs) Hmm. Um, But as far as crossing that line, I think I have, I have just simply been in a place where I finally have like a relationship that is, it feels like it, it is, it's a relationship that I'm supposed to be in. Oh yeah. That suits me and fits me. And you've been so happy (laughs) that I just haven't had the, um, I'm sure part of it is also fear too, of opening up as well to somebody else new, but also another part of it is simply just being content and nothing. I haven't had anything that quite reaches that level for me yet since then. So, and it's, not even been a year yet since all of that happened, but it's, I don't know. It's just a very, it's an interesting process because my poly nature has shifted and evolved so much over the past several years. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure where else to go with that. That's just. Yeah, for sure. And like, I've definitely, this has been like the, the most like stable um just like steady good relationship that i've i've seen you in um 
And no offense to anyone listening. Oh no! Like I mean, <laughs> no, a couple of my exes listen. So. No, it's well. I mean, I didn't see some of those either. Like I don't think I've I, the ones that are listening. I don't think I I was around for right. it. But yeah. Um, and even like seeing you when, when we first started talking again, like just just dating, um, it was so chaotic, and there were so many just question, questionable uh, options. Just right, like out right the before, gate. right before <laughs> I met my current partner, you saw what was going on there, and I don't like. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, wow, that's oof. But, <laughs> talking um, to myself here, like <laughs> yeah, indigo. <laughs> yeah. We'll there I that. go. Like, um, what you doing down there? And then that was a whole other, oh man, that revelation was like, it's, and I explained this to my current partner. I had a habit for when I was in a bad place or just very lonely, I would find people that I felt like weren't receiving the appreciation and respect that I thought uh-huh. that they deserved yeah, and for it, sure. um, and their own toxic baggage kind of would rope me into it because yeah. I'm trying to be like, you don't have to be like, you don't have to feed all the, like, you look how awesome you are. And I yeah. try to like show them that they are worthy of what I'm giving them. And that's, <laughs> Yeah, like I don't, work. I don't understand why I like ended up back. Like, I, <laughs> like thirty years old. Here I am doing it again. Because <laughs> I, I figured it out because that's something that we had in common, right? Like we, we've, mm-hmm. we, we've known that that's kind of how we ended up in the same situation. Is, um, we try to give people what we didn't get when we were kids, so we didn't have a safe place that accepted us. So that's what we try to give to other people and Mm. just having that kind of realization really changed how I went into relationships and this is like a big thing that I'm working on right now is like arguing for like my own self right like um like standing up advocating for for yourself advocating ah I wish I could go back and use that word um yeah like advocating for myself and like a big thing is like I know that there's that whole RuPaul, like, you have to love yourself before you can love anybody else, whatever. And, like, that's a paraphrase of something that was said a million times before. But maybe it's not love yourself, but it's, like, you have to, like, not love, like, what you are, but give yourself the love that you're trying to give everybody else, right? Like, give yourself mm-hmm. that grace. Give yourself that compassion. Like... Most of the people that I absolutely adore, like the things that I love most about them are the things that are uniquely them, right? Like, so like Mm -hmm. the things they consider flaws, like their crooked teeth or the fact Mm -hmm. that like one of their ears is slightly lower than the other or, you know, like just things that they probably hate because it makes Mm -hmm. them not fit a certain idea but that's like my favorite thing about that person so when I you know it's so funny that you're saying that because examples um so the first guy I was ever like head over heels about when I was like early teenager had a really a bad lazy eye and I did I forgot about it yeah like I just it was just part of who he was. And like right. my, my best friend that passed away, she had one arm. Mm-hmm. I, I would forget about it. Like I would legitimately just forget and would, a, I wouldn't see it. It's just, a, it's just, that's what makes up that person that you love. So it's mm-hmm. like, doesn't, it's not a flaw. It's not like something to be just dealt with or it's not something you have to it accept or whatever it's just that's just that person and that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't change anything about them like and it's so crazy to be in a relationship where this person points out things that I don't like about myself and they're like I like that 
and I'm like, well, this and is I, weird. <laughs> I know <don't have> things. <laughs> okay, so to to give credit where credit is due, and I know things very often circle back around to our ex, but um, one I I will I will absolutely give credit where credit is due. Uh, he is the person that made me not hate my smile because he was so I don't know why I don't know if he really actually felt this way or what but like he was so vocal about uh loving when I genuinely smiled which is like a big toothy gummy smile because I have a really big overbite um Mm -hmm. that I don't care about it I don't I don't like I'm not self-conscious about it anymore like Mm -hmm. and that was like I'm gonna cry about that ah that was like a big deal for me like that's something I was always like super insecure about but yeah like, yeah he was probably the f- who also he was also one of the first people that actually said that he liked my nose Aww. which is something that I've been con- self-conscious about and he just like kind of said it one day like I don't remember I don't think it had any kind of context but he he like he was like I like your nose and I was like that's Okay. <laughs> and I mean, that, and that has also helped me because I've mentioned that to other people and they're just like, I, I think your nose is fine. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe little girls in elementary school are just assholes. <laughs> little girls in elementary school are such assholes. Uh, that's been one of my favorite parts about homeschooling my kids is I don't have to worry about other people's asshole kids being mean to my kids. Because we yeah. just hang out with people that align with our ideals or whatever like and our ideals are like super crazy they're just like hey maybe not be mean to people and maybe like just let people live their lives you know if it's not hurting someone well it's also like like, it's also like I feel like a lot of that um the self-image stuff has improved actually since like we were younger because like I was watching this TikTok video about a girl whose daughter she is 16 and she's has a spirit week this week and she wanted to do the 90s and she didn't know what the 90s dress looked like so her mom was like go just google 90s and the girl came back like horrified (laughs) at the state of the models Oh my God! Yes, and how skinny they were, and she was like, the "Skeleton, is this, low was rise how jeans." It, what is this? How you had to like be in the nineties to be accepted? And the mom was like, "Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like that's how." And this girl is like, she. I mean, she and she's beautiful, and she's just like, and what she. The mom showed a picture of her daughter and she was like look at my daughter she would be considered she would have been considered fat in the 90s oh yeah but the 90s today the <laughs> yeah Maybe but like worst, today but bad for us yeah and it's like normal and I think a lot of the social media has helped with a lot of that like yeah people sure. people being representatives of different types of body and and just not caring and just being confident and other people see that and they're like, Oh, they're beautiful. So like, I must not be that bad because I have the same body type, you know? Right. You know, I didn't expect to go on a little like TikTok tirade really quick, but like, I think TikTok was really great for giving people communities that gave mm-hmm. them permission or, or identified things that, you felt like we're wrong with you and telling you why, like that you're not the only one and it's not actually something that's wrong with you. Like mm-hmm. I found out I had ADHD from TikTok. Like I think Dan I Leonard, found out I have, I found out a few things. From <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh crap. I was abused as a child. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's like, this joke is not funny. <laughs> yeah. But I terrible. Think, like, yeah, there's like so many people like and I've learned so much like just from um, just things rolling across my TikTok page about like, you know, like um like people with uh oh, I'm going to mess this up, but I'm going to say differentially abled like people or um like uh the deaf community or like what it's like to you know be adopted. Like, you know, like in all the like the the, the various issues that come along with 
being a part of that community. And I think that one of the biggest things you can do in life is search out what life is like for someone who is not you Mm -hmm. and figure out what they're worried about and what they stress out about and what prejudices or or problems they have in their daily life and it kind of really gives you um, a different perspective on all of the issues that are happening in the world yeah but yeah so man we have talked about quite a few topics like really quickly and it's like yeah (laughs) maybe 42 minutes 42 minutes Maybe we're getting better at this. <laughs> I would like to think we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, how did we get here? Um, I'm trying to circle back around. Um, oh boy, we talked about ooh, so much. Like how, how far <laughs> back do you want to circle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to bring it back around to where we were but I don't remember like what point we were on to get us here being in relationships where you just feel comfortable I think is where we started and like you've because I I said you've been so stable and like just everything's been like super I would say chill but I mean I I know like life still happens and like relationships and I mean don't get me wrong I've had relationships that were fun and that weren't completely awful yeah um but that doesn't necessarily mean that I got what I needed out of it necessarily I still learned a lot and I wouldn't change it but you know I I didn't know myself like I, I didn't I really didn't know myself or what I needed and honestly now it's like I realized I didn't think that I deserved what I wanted in a partner. Right. I didn't Which, really know what I had to give. So I just settled for being useful and validating to someone see, else. See, that's part of my problem, too, is I don't know. I, I, I don't really know what I have to <laughs> what I have to give or I, I didn't. At least I definitely have a better idea now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, life's crazy, man. Yeah, for sure, it's insane. I broke my little tool. Oh no! I'm so sorry. I don't know if I can fix it. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, like we're pretty much. I guess like to wrap up, like. I don't know what the point of, I mean, I don't know what the point of this, this episode is, except for like talking about how How things have changed, how we have changed. Yeah. And how, how just glad and excited I am to, to see where the future like takes us right now, because I've I have definitely leveled up in the past week um, with a lot of things that I've been kind of stagnant on, like one being like confidence in my worth and to like standing up for myself um, and just kind of stepping into accepting all the good things that I am reaping from mm-hmm. all of the effort that I've put in like in the past few years because like the show is amazing like I'm I'm doing a lot more creative ventures and instead of just being kind of worried that I'm gonna mess it up or people are gonna figure out that I'm not as good as they thought I was I'm just kind of owning that I deserve to be in the spaces that I'm in and I deserve to be in the relationships that I'm in and not constantly being afraid that the other shoe is going to drop or that I'm going to be found out as some kind of 
imposter or whatever and just really enjoying that I have a really good and exciting and unconventional and fun life. Yeah. Yeah, I um I have really been noticing a lot of positive shifts and moving forward and leveling up as you say. Um, just in the past few months for me, as I've kind of really put on a lot of work with shifting my thinking more mm-hmm. into like positive ways and trying to be productive and do things for my future self and work on my relationships for my future self and not holding on to negative things that have just done nothing but hurt me. Yeah. And just moving forward from that. And it's, it's so crazy and I'm sure it's not just me, but it seems like things move forward in a positive way far more rapidly when you're, when you are being positive. Yeah. Focus on maintaining a positive mind frame. And not like that, like toxic positivity thing where you're like everything happens for a reason and don't be sad like i hate i hate that (laughs) just just be happy instead like or like go outside not everything happens for a reason it's finding the reason that these things happen which takes work yeah it's definitely yeah i i think it's a positive like the positivity mindset of like I have survived things that I thought I would not survive. I don't have to put up with things that hurt me because of fear that I won't get anything better or, you know, like, I think it's more like just believing in your own worth and strength is more Mm -hmm. the positivity that you need to really focus on just like to put it in a in a in a way that even pessimistic people can be positive it's like be positive about the fact that you deserve to be happy too right like and it'll if the more true you are to yourself like the easier it is to have the things that are meant for you show up for you yeah. Like, and that's that's just been my experience is like like even like I mentioned, like I tried to be like the hot girl in the band. Right. And like I just felt so uncomfortable and so like I didn't belong there. And then I literally just acted like a weirdo goblin at this last show. And like people were like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful and I love you so much. And you're like, you're mm-hmm. so cool. And like like even like my kids friends were there and like they're just like, your mom is amazing. And I'm just like. Yeah, just be yourself, man. Like this is all like don't 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 get all twisted up trying to like be something that you're not cuz like I have never felt more just who like just I don't know, like more hot or cool or like just like confident whatever. Yeah. Yeah, then I have like this past <laughs> weekend cuz it was just like I was like just very unapologetically myself and it was super cool yeah <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun and part and of that we was... came back around to the show <laughs> yeah sorry but like <laughs> part of being unapologetically myself was like laying on chairs at like midnight going i'm sleepy like <laughs> <laughs> everything hurts like yeah because <laughs> chronic pain is also awesome but it was so great uh, and we're raising like the, this this little group of friends i have is are raising people who are going to change the world because like the group of kids that were there were just they're I- iconic like i <laughs> i fangirl over them because they're just so <laughs> cool and so supportive of each other and while they test boundaries like I have complete faith that like one of them is gonna know 
when they're getting in over their head and they're going to come to like a parent and be like, hey, <laughs> help. Like because yeah. they have. And like that's something that I don't think many people at all had in our generation. That's like a huge just awesome thing that I'm like super proud of. Like I, I yeah. love I think we are fully to take it back to the last episode. We're doing the It Takes a Village thing, like in this little corner of our world. And I I really like the implications. Like it sounds seems like really promising, really inspirational. Yeah. I mean, I see way more support in the youth now than there was when I was a youth. That's for <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right, so final thoughts. Anything you want to add before we end this? I don't know. <laughs> drink <laughs> drink your water. That's, oh, there yeah. you go. Drink water. Especially if you're drinking. That. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not feel good Sunday morning after Waffle House. Yeah. I felt terrible. <laughs> I did Anyways. Okay. But yeah, so yeah, um, I guess that's it. That's that's our episode for this week. You got to hear a little update uh, and all the things that we've come to learn and appreciate. And like we had our full reunion, welcoming Indy back into the the scene that they were Yay. cast out of. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it was just and, uh, super chill, and everybody was happy. Everything was real neat, and it really like warms my heart that this is where we are now. Like, yeah, but it's dumb, <laughs> yeah, dumb feelings are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, my partner wants to come back, so yay. Yay! Maybe I'll get to talk to him a little bit more because my show days are crazy. And I'm like, I had to talk to 800 people. It felt like, I know it wasn't 800, but <laughs> my brain was like, ah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know if I could handle that. It's, sometimes it's a lot, but it was so good. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's just like, it was, it was a lot to get back to all of a sudden. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I guess that's it. Um, find us on our sh- socials. Find us on our socials. Um, Polly Cult with a V on Instagram. Uh, I think that's the My only one we really do working. anything with. So find us on yeah. Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That's All it. right. Till next Bye. time. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for checking us out. Don't forget to follow us on our socials. Just search Polly Cult on Instagram and Twitter. That's polycult, P-O-L-Y-C-V-L-T. You can also shoot us an email at polycultpodcast at gmail.com or just leave us a rating wherever you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Polycult. This has been Indy and Jay, and we'll see you next time.